Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and we have a very special Mother's Day episode today with a very, very special guest. Her name is Kirby Johnson, and you probably know her from TikTok, where she has, at the time of recording, over 2.8 million followers on TikTok, um, over 106. 166 million, I couldn't even say it right, 166 (laughs) million likes on her TikTok profile. Um, If you have just any spare time just scrolling through her Instagram and TikTok are like the most fun thing in the world. And she has over 250,000 followers on Instagram. And we wanted to have her on for this special, special Mother's Day episode because she is not only a famous actress and a TikTok phenomenon. But she has an amazing relationship with her parents and specifically her mom. So we thought this would be a really uplifting, fun episode for Mother's Day weekend. And what's really crazy about this particular episode is we recorded this with Kirby at the very end of March. And Stephanie and I were literally getting ready and prepped to talk to her. And Stephanie went into labor with or her. I was I was induced, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With well, her daughter, Isla, who was born and is not a redhead. If you've been following us for all of these episodes um, throughout the season, Stephanie was like hoping for a redhead. Um, so Steph, I think that like everyone needs to hear about your birth story and now being a mom of two and what's so special about being a mom for Mother's Day. Yeah, such great questions. I know when I saw that we were talking about this and about what's the most special thing about being a mom, it really, I had to really reflect on it. But really briefly, my experience with Isla was actually completely different than my son, Bo. With Bo, he was breached. I had a C-section, took like I think like a half an hour. I did, interestingly enough, have clots, bleeding clots after. So I had to go back under for a DNC. This is and this is when this is when you had Bo in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. And my OBGYN was like, "Oh, here we go, a redhead with blood clots." So that was really interesting talking to her about how redheads she's seen throughout her. She's now retired. Her forty plus years of practicing. Uh, medicine with OBGYN, she said, yes, all of her patients, not all, but redheads, patients who had red hair, she said, tended to bleed more after C-section. So I found that really interesting. So going into uh, my pregnancy with Isla, I wanted to opt for a VBAC just because, and for anyone listening, it just means vaginal birth after cesarean, just because I wanted the experience. I know some friends that have had a C-section, they opt for a C-section again. Um, you know, it is, it is nice to have that date and that time of just going into the hospital. And then the recovery after for me, though, because of the DNC and the blood clots, Doctors recommended, yeah, let's try for the VBAC. And it was successful. So I had a successful VBAC, um, very thankful for. And I got induced um, because, and I We think- were kind of surprised by the timing, right? Like, I think yeah. you, it was like a week early. Like, we were, like, we had a whole week of podcasts. Yeah. Plan. Well, like, we were not expecting you to go into labor so early. Right. And what's interesting, and for anyone listening who's pregnant, I do think that, like, this was my first, I want to say, pregnancy scare. And I think sometimes doctors kind of forget 
um, that there's emotions tied in with being pregnant because they've been doing it maybe for so long. Mm. And this doctor that I had, because they were rotating to make sure that you see every doctor, I wish that she was a little bit more, not that she wasn't sympathetic, but it's like, well, basically I had an ultrasound um, at 30, uh, maybe it was like 34, 35 weeks to see if she, making sure that she wasn't breached because my son was, and she wasn't, she was head down. Like they said that she was so low, but they said that her weight was a little low. It was like, five pounds, two ounces, I think. Then we did an ultrasound at 30. I had her at 39-ish weeks. So they did an ultrasound and they found out that it only had gone up like four or five ounces on the ultrasound. So they, it was showing that the placenta had like run its course and that she needed to come out to get the nutrients of milk, um, whether I was going to nurse or formula. So that kind of scared me. Um, you know, so many thoughts are running through your head. Why is she not gaining weight? They also said on the ultrasound that her stomach was 1%, like in terms of average. So my husband and I are like, how do you go from just a few weeks ago ultrasound to being like 80 percentile for stomach and then like 1%. But I think if you're listening, like, and you're pregnant, just know that I think it's okay to have these feelings and that Sometimes scares do happen in pregnancy, but just trust your doctor and trust your intuition. I had this feeling that that the ultrasound was wrong. I don't know. And obviously you can't tell that to a doctor because they they thrive off of like numbers and data and the ultrasound is what they look at. So because of that, I got induced and then you know, I had a great delivery. I actually really didn't mind it, thankful for an epidural. I give props to anyone listening that has had <laughs> natural births because could never do it. I think I couldn't wait for the epidural when the anesthesiologist <laughs> came in because he was backed up for like three patients were ahead of me. And I remember when he came in, I felt like the stars were just like, like he just like just was God. I don't know how to say he wasn't, but I was just like, please put it in my back. And and Everyone then was, probably loves him when he comes in. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And then what's int- what's funny, and I'll tell you about after about the story, why I talked about the ultrasound and her weight, but the doctor who came in, oh my God, she was just so calm. And she saw Isla's head and goes, oh, not a ginger. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. But <laughs> she, has, she has brown hair. We think that it's going to stay brown, maybe turn blondish like my son. But what was interesting is when she was born, they waited an hour to weigh her because um, they do the skin to skin. And she was six pounds, seven ounces. So the ultrasound was wrong by mm. over a pound. And her stomach- Which is major, which is major. Yeah. And her stomach was completely normal. So when the doctor came in like that night to do vitals and to check on me, I said that to her. And she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes the ultrasounds are wrong. So if you're listening, just know that sometimes an ultrasound, not to say don't trust it, but that was really shocking. And I'm happy I was induced. I think though that I probably wouldn't have um, been, they said, if it showed that she was like six pounds-ish with the ultrasound. But everything happens for a reason. She's healthy. I'm really thankful. So that's my birth story. It was very... (laughs) different than a C-section. And I'm happy I've experienced two. And we're done after this. So I can say that I've tried. I've done both. You've done um, both. Yeah, which is which is interesting. And honestly, I think that there's personally, there's pros and cons for both. I think about like, oh, would I do another one? Um, which one would I pick? And 
I just think both were completely different. It's also it's also timing too. It's also timing. Like at that time, you yeah. guys made the right choice for Bo, and at the time, right. you made the right choice for her. It's just a it's just a timing and what your yeah. body was saying to do. Right, exactly. Like Bo was so stubborn that I'm not surprised that he was breached. Like he just like <laughs> didn't want to. He didn't want to flip. And I think that's so interesting. So I'm, I'm wondering if his stubbornness stays um, with him being two and a half. But that was interesting. And then Isla's just so as of right. I mean, she's only five weeks, but she's very chill. So I don't know if that's also reflective of like, she just flipped and she flipped early and kind of just chilled. So I'm interested to see I've read some stories on like sometimes what how they are in your womb is reflective of their personality. Like it's interesting Mm. how that is. Um, So yes, that's her story. Very thankful. Her name's Isla. So it's I-S-L-A. And then um, her middle name is Joy after my husband's um, late grandmother. So, so that's that. And then honestly, any, when I, when I think about advice to give a mom, I always think, you know, it's so different with two. I will say though, if you're a new mom, like, uh, one of the top, one of the top pieces of advice I think is to do less. I think that like Adrian and I with running how to be a redhead and doing so much, like our mind is always like boom, 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 boom. But I think just stepping back and just doing less, like it's okay if the laundry is not folded. It's okay if the dishwasher is, you know, you're just taking out the clean dishes. I'm just giving an example because you don't want to put them away. We kind of just take them from the dishwasher. And it's okay if like, like the playroom is a mess with Bo and we used to always pick it up. And it's okay if you, you know, we're really heavily into working out. And then now you're just like, Oh, today, I just don't feel like it, you know, so it's okay to do less. And then just know that every it goes by so quickly that everything is such a, a phase and the in the phase and the stage of their age goes by so quickly. So just really embrace it. I remember when Bo was a newborn, I couldn't wait for him to like hit the milestone of like sitting up at six months. And then when that happened, I couldn't wait for him to start walking. And then when he started walking, I couldn't wait for him to say his first words, you know, that's how my mind was. And with Isla, I'm just kind of, I know it goes by so quickly. So I'm not in my head. I'm not thinking about those milestones. I'm just kind of just going by each day. And it does, I mean, life goes by quickly, whether you, you know, children are not talk, you know, Mm -hmm. just life. Like not even talking about children, life goes by so quickly. So just really embrace every moment because it does go by quickly. And then you hear about, you hear from parents that say, oh my God, then they're teenagers and don't want you around and think you're like annoying (laughs) and yeah, and that you're embarrassing them. And, and I, and I love this stage right now, even though it's hard with um, my son sometimes, but like this morning, like he really wanted just me. And I, I, he was like screaming my name. And I know so like, sometimes I'm just like, Oh my God, can I just go to the bathroom in peace? Or like, yeah. like there, it's been numerous times, Adrian, where like, I'm almost about to hop in the shower. And then Brian's like, Oh, Isla needs to be fed. Bo's screaming your name. And then I need to turn off the water and then come downstairs. But I, I love that. I, sometimes I do get frustrated or annoyed, whatever the situation is. But then I think back and I'm like, I, I, I'm so grateful for so much and that I know that one day they're going to 
maybe not want me to give them a hug or kiss, you know, they're going to be pushing me away. So, so yeah, just really embrace every moment. Just know that you're doing amazing. I think sometimes I have to tell myself, like, I just had a baby, like I just birthed a human. So just know that if you're like, just know you're amazing and that you just birthed like an actual human that is living and breathing. And that's pretty amazing that our bodies can do that. It's so true. And I feel like I love the saying for anyone that the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah. And to keep that in mind, because when or I love the saying too, like this, this too shall shall pass pass. because some things feel so overwhelming and that can be in anything stuff like even with how to be a redhead sometimes when things are stressful or even like in life, whatever it is, I'm like this too shall pass or, you know, the the days seem really long today, but watch like the year is already flying by like we're actually we're recording this very, you know, in May. So we can say that, you know, it's already half the year is almost over and that's insane so yeah i think what you're saying is so true like take every day and know how precious time is and how precious life is yeah like i remember when Bo was born i would it it would be daunting like when the sun would start and i talked to a few friends about when the sun's setting and you're just knowing that the night's coming and i would get this pit in my stomach like oh my god the long nights are just gonna be here and then I'm gonna be up all night but with Isla I haven't had that feeling and I think it's because I know okay the nights do suck in the beginning I will like obviously but they they suck because you're not you're used to not waking up because now Bo's been sleeping throughout the night for like two years and but at the same time, you're I'm more embracing of the nights because I know exactly what you said. This too shall pass. Like it's mm-hmm. I know that by three, four months, if she does what my son, what Bo did, is she was sleep he was sleeping eight plus hours around that time. So I know that it's not forever. And I've embraced the nights actually rather than feeling like this, like pit in my stomach. And then I think yeah. about all the good stuff, like I'm always doing gratitude. Uh, like in my head, like, oh my gosh, I'm thankful for literally like so much. So the nights don't seem that long. Um, maybe come like 5 a.m. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> 5 a.m. is the worst time to be up. I really think like, yeah. 1, 2 a.m. I'm great. I could like chat on the phone, but then like come 5 a.m. My eyes are just, it's that, I don't, it's, Adrian, we've talked yeah. about it yeah. where I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like I go to bed early because I know I need to for the next day, but I mean, I could easily stay up till one, two o'clock. Like yeah, I, I love too. to be up. I love to be up. Me too. But I, but I hate being woke. Like I hate that four, four to 6am. I really hate that time. <laughs> I really do. I mean, six, I'm both sometimes wakes up at six. So I'm okay with six, but oh yeah, four between like four thirty and five thirty. I just, I want to be asleep, but I know yeah, again, this yeah. too. so if you're listening and you're maybe a new mom or going to be a new mom, just know that the nights aren't cherish them rather than like, think, feel like how I was with Bo where I would dread them. And because my philosophy has changed with her. And I actually, it's somewhat nice when everything's so quiet in the house. And it's just like, me and her, I don't know, it's just it is. And then I know I will, I will sleep like, in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, I know I'm not going to be tired forever. And 
also my one piece of another piece of advice is lean in for help, whether you live near family or companion or spouse you have, because they really, you need help. You know, I think that we think like, oh, we're warriors and where you are for just birthing a baby, but also just know that it's also good to, to ask for help and to, to take naps, take naps because naps are great. <laughs> and I think too, stuff is like, just, just, this is just advice for you, no one else, but you're also like running a company. Yeah. And then having a, like, it's, it's a whole other yeah form of stress because like, I remember you were telling mom, like you don't have maternity, like you don't no, have no. a lot of those luxuries to just, so like, that's why like the nights may seem worse for you. And that's why your mindset has changed for the positive because yeah. you've had to do that, but not a lot of people are doing what you're doing. So you have to kind of give yourself a break. So I think that you have probably learned that like to be easier yeah. on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically all of this was happening to Stephanie <laughs> yeah. when we were about to record the episode with Kirby and we didn't want to cancel with Kirby because it was like right when we were about to record. So this is Adrian speaking. I took the interview with her alone without Stephanie for our first time ever. But I, I, knew, I knew Stephanie was in great hands with the doctors and at the hospital. So I... I had confidence in that. So I took the interview with Kirby that you guys are all going to enjoy. And of course, we talked about Stephanie and I had expressed that she was going into labor during the call. So I'm excited for you guys to hear my excitement being an aunt. Um, and I'm also excited for you to meet Kirby. So just so you know a little bit more about Kirby Johnson, Kirby is from a small town of Key Largo, Florida. So She'll definitely be talking a lot about her skincare, her mm. melanoma scare, um, a lot of details about her skin growing up in such a sunny, sunny part of Florida. She's the she's most known for playing the title role of Hannah Grace in the Sony feature, The Possession of Hannah Grace. And she also appears in an episode of Amazon Prime's Daisy Jones and the Six, which I finished the book before the show came out and it is really good. Both are really, really good. Um, but Kirby is an actor and influencer, professional dancer, and she's well known for her social media presence. And like we said, she has millions of followers on TikTok, Instagram, and her social media pages generate millions of views. And she has many, many viral videos. So we will put all of her Instagram, TikTok links into the podcast notes, but enjoy, enjoy the special, special episode with Kirby Johnson. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Kirby. Welcome to the How to Be a Redhead podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is actually the first podcast I've ever done. What? I was like, oh, you're so professional. So I was like, you must be doing interviews all the time, but you must just be doing them other ways instead of a podcast. That's so cool. Yes, this is my first one. So very excited to be here, especially with my fellow ginger girls. I know, I know. You know, we love your TikTok page so much. And of course, your Instagram. Um, but as an opener, what was it like for you growing up as a redhead or technically a strawberry blonde? We know you grew up in the Florida Keys, which is so cool. So what was it like for you? 
you know what? Growing up, uh, my hair was way more like orange. It was like flaming as mm. a child. And I think that growing up in Key Largo, Florida, the sun kind of like toned that down to a more strawberry color. But I was the only kid all through middle school, all through high school that was a redhead. It was not very common where I live. So I mean, the, the classic time, I don't know if you guys know the gingers have no soul YouTube yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. That came out when I was in uh, middle school. So that was a little bit of a rough time. Everyone's like, Kirby has no soul. Kirby has no soul. I know. I know. I don't. I, I to this day, how do you feel about that when people say that? I don't like it. Oh, I feed into it. You do. <laughs> I, okay. So I'm somebody that this is going to sound so vain, but I loved being different. I really did. Like, I felt special that I was the only one that had ginger hair. So it was like, yeah, you know what? I don't have a soul. Like, it was like, it was like fun because I was the center of attention. <laughs> Yeah, no. And that's like the best thing that you can do, especially if you're getting bullied is just to like own up to it because they want you to feel insecure. Right. So like, just say I love it. To me, bullying has never bothered me. And I also feel like I am a huge Harry Potter fan, like the number one Harry Potter fan. And I am still obsessed with Ron Weasley. He's my favorite character in the book. I'm obsessed with the Weasleys. And I was like, I'm a Weasley. So I loved it. I, I was obsessed with being a redhead growing up. Which I think a lot of people have the opposite reaction because in middle school is a tough time for people, but I liked it. It made me feel special. I love to hear that because I would say 99% of people that we interview, they have had horrible experiences and then learn to love it. But I was actually just like you, Kirby. I I loved my red hair and like, I don't know why. It just like, it defines me. And um, yeah, I love being different too. So I totally... I totally get that. Um, so mm-hmm. do you consider yourself a redhead or strawberry blonde? Like, what do you title yourself as? I title myself as strawberry blonde. Growing up, like I said, it was like when I was first born, my parents called me Chucky because I had such flaming. It wasn't like Auburn. It wasn't that type of red. It was like the orange. It was we the need real... to see. Ba- I need to see baby photos of you. You were probably the cutest ever. Uh, I hit a rough spot in middle school, but thank you for thinking that. We all did. <laughs> I feel like that's a ginger thing. Like, not to put the gingers down, but like every ginger I've ever seen hits a rough spot in middle school for some reason. Oh, God. Stephanie and I both had braces and glasses, which was even what you did too. <laughs> I did too, but I had the clear braces that just oh, made yeah. your teeth look yellow. Like, who were we fooling <laughs> yeah. trying to make like the, the orthodontist was like, oh, we won't be able to see your braces. Yeah, that right, is buddy. so true. That is so true. It was yellow. Stephanie and I opted for colors. Like she liked the blue, and I liked the purple. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. But anyway, back to your question at hand. Yes, I classify myself now as a strawberry blonde. I recently just got some highlights. It looks but as great. You, thank you. But as you know, no matter what you do, you're always going to have like ginger roots. So even if I put my hair back in a ponytail. It looks blonder on camera. So like when I'm filming TikToks or YouTube, the blonde gets picked up in the light. But in real life, it's very much copper toned. So how, you know, Stephanie would just love this right now because she dyed her hair platinum blonde for seven years. And she was always after the roots. Like she was like, the roots come in so red. And she used to like hate the roots. So do they come in red, red, like at the top? Or Hers were like yes. right at the root. It was like the crown of the head. 
Same. Yeah. So it's like all around my, the perimeter of my face is always the most orange, but the way that my hair grows out of my head, it grows like orange and then it starts to fade. So even when I dye my hair blonde, I never get that streak of just red. It fades nicely altogether. So I don't have a lot of upkeep, but I yeah. also had the platinum hair for a little bit. I saw your TikTok. You did. You went through. I love all the phases you've been through, though, because I think a lot of people who have natural red hair are like afraid to diet or they're afraid to make changes. And I love that you've just been like super fearless about it. And like, this is what I'm doing. I love that. Not totally fearless. I would never, never in one billion gajillion years go dark. So I would never go brown. I would never go black because I just know you would never be able to recover from that. Yeah, I just you. There's no possible way that as a natural redhead, and if you dye it brown, it will, it'll ever get back to where you started. Like, and I like always black. like having a bit. Yeah, I like having a bit of a ginger tone to me. It fits your skin tone, you know. So it's, I just blonde only. That's the only color I'll ever go to, or darker red, but never the dark browns. And I get comments on my TikTok all the time, like, "You should dye your hair brown." They're trying to sabotage me, a hundred percent. I know they are. Every time I read those comments, I'm like, they are out to sabotage me. Can you imagine though, if you went br- if you went brown or black, you would totally just fade into the crowd, wouldn't you? I with it your t- personality, that would be hard, wouldn't it? I believe that hair color and name shapes you as a person. Yeah, I really believe it. Every ginger I have ever met is slightly quirky. Every single one. Mm-hmm. And I think just like growing up, we can be honest here, gingers are kind of outcasts. Like I yeah. think growing up, you get picked on, you're a little like, you're different. So it kind of shapes you into a bit of a different person and you develop like, a, oh, it's a quirky personality trait to have red hair. And I really believe yeah. that shaped me. Also my yeah. name. I, I My parents set me up to just Love be your weird. name. It Thank wasn't you. even part of our questions for today, but where did it come from? My parents named me after, you know, the original show Dynasty. I know they're doing a spinoff on it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But the show Dynasty had a cousin named Kirby. The main character had a cousin named Kirby and she was a redhead and she was a bitch. And my mom was like, I'm going to name my daughter Kirby right after that redhead. And then I turned out to be a redhead. Oh my God. So where did that red hair come from in your family? So my dad is kind of copper toned. He's a, he's like my color with the highlights. He's like a sandy blondish copper. Um, and my mother's father. So my grandpa had Mm -hmm. a bit of copper hair. So I've got ginger on both sides. Okay. Okay. So you have the ginger, like, you know, you have a good ginger gene. I mean, if you were ever to have kids someday. Okay. So I, I Googled this because I want a ginger daughter. You do? I really want a ginger daughter. And I'm going to give you the the scoop here. I don't want kids now. I have never said this out loud to anyone because I want my daughter's name to be Sunshine. And I want her to have red hair. I'm living in a fantasy world here. No, no, put it out there. I'm like playing a game of Sims. Like, I want my daughter to have red hair and be named Sunshine. So... Did you know you have to have the ginger gene on both the mother and the mm-hmm. father's side? Mm-hmm. I don't know if my boyfriend has the red ginger gene. You don't know? Do you know anything about his family? Like his grandparents, anything? Yes, but I they're they're like blonde and he my boyfriend, for those of you who don't know that are listening in, my boyfriend is a six foot four man with gorgeous long blonde hair. Think of him as a young Fabio. He is. He is. That 
is out of a bottle. His hair is brown as brown can be. He gets those blonde highlights. I might end up with a brunette kid. Because of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we could just dye the hair. We could get them copper highlights. Well, you know, we have it recorded today, right? Like we have it in March of 2023 that you wanted this. So whenever you do have that daughter sunshine with red hair, you're going to be like, I knew it. So bad. My friends make fun of that name so bad. But sorry, we digress. No, no, actually, I've never said this. I don't I personally don't want children. But my husband and I, um, 10 plus years ago, we liked the name life because we love life. And I haven't heard anyone with that name. And I was like, if someday, maybe just one day, I'm like, oh, I want to have children. I love that name life. And it's so different. But I think everyone I've ever said, I love that word net uh, life. They they think it's gross. That's something that I would love. I have similar names. Like I have very similar names to that. But I'm so protective over my baby names because I'm like, they are so popular. Everybody's going to try to steal my name. Yeah. I've had people Sunshine now is out. a good name. It's so positive and happy. My boyfriend's against that one, but <laughs> maybe we could get him to switch. I think so. So we're going to go back to like confidence and hair, but we really wanted to talk to you about, you grew up in Florida. We know you recently had a skin cancer scare on your forehead and you had the surgery to scrape it out in December and the results turned out great. I mean, I'm looking at you and I don't see anything. Um, so how did you know to go to the dermatologist? Like what was that whole scare like? And were you shocked when you found out that it was skin cancer? I was not shocked to find out it was skin cancer. I I know that my mom has had skin cancer in the past. Okay. Um, my mom also had Mohs, which is the surgery that they have to go in and pretty much melon ball scoop the basal cell cancer out. Yeah. So I, ever since that happened to my mom, I watched her get it done and it was the most horrific thing I have ever seen. So I became really? obsessed with taking care of my skin. I want to go back in time and kick my tiny same. For not wearing sunscreen. It, it, I'm so upset at myself because when you're 12 years old and you're growing up in Florida and your mom lathers you in sunscreen, you immediately jump back in the pool. Yeah. And you're not like waiting the proper amount of time for it to you know sink into your skin. And it, it's so upsetting to me now. And it's something that I take, I take such good care of my skin now. So I'm 27. I have not been in the sun since I was 22, I believe I was around 22 when my mom got Moe's surgery to get the skin cancer out and it scarred me for life. I only fake tan now. If I have to be in the sun, I have a hat on, long sleeves. Mm-hmm. I am like smothered in sunscreen. So I knew, I knew that the years of growing up in Florida without sunscreen, I, I knew that I did extreme damage. So I have been going to the dermatologist, like not even just once a year, anytime that something is abnormal on my face. Like if I get a little dry patch, I go in and they have, they, I don't want to say they like freeze it off, but I don't know if you've had this done. They, I've, I've like, seen, I've seen it. Yeah. It's like dry ice. And yeah. if the cancer is not like anything extreme or they think it's just pre-cancer, they'll like freeze spots off your face. I've had about yeah. like five done already. And then the one on the forehead, they're like, eh, you got to biopsy that one. That one's looking rough. And then they had, they only had to do half a pass, which is not bad. My mom got two passes done on her nose and she looks oh. like a who because it like changed her nose shape. It did. Was it right at the tip? No, it was right in the, in on there. the bridge of her nose, but like touch the bridge of your nose. That yeah. is hard. How can you go that deep in there? Oh, that's so painful. So, and then, so I had to get mine done on my forehead and I was thinking they're going to go into my brain. There's not a lot of fat up there. What are you going to like? What are they going to melon ball scoop out? My skull? 
Yeah. So luckily they only had to do half a pass because I am young, but I am very much staying on top of it. Actually, in the next couple of weeks, when I go back to my uh, California house, I have one exactly on the other side that I can feel just a dry spot that's not normal. So hopefully they just have to freeze that off and we don't have to do Mo's again. But yeah, my scar is looking pretty good. I got it done yeah, in November. No, it looks so good. I know the they can't see it who are listening in, but yeah. it looks really, really good. I mean, it looks like I just have like ringworm at twenty four seven. It's just a little <laughs> ring on the top of my head. It's probably going to fade into like a little freckle. And you know what? I just cut bangs, so Love it's hiding them. it anyway. And I saw. Did you cut your bangs by yourself too? Yes, I do. Because did. I am a big bang person. I don't have them on. I don't have them right now. But sometimes I just do that. I just get in the mood and I'm like, bang time. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about me. I just, if I look the same for too long, I'm like, I got to switch it up. We got to do something, which is why I've had so many different hair colors. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it. So when you were growing up, were you constantly sunburned? Or like what, I know we talked a little bit about this, but I was thinking personally, we have had some chronic sunburns, Stephanie and I, in the shade when we yes. were young kids. Like just chronic that I know what you were saying just before about regretting it, but I regret. Also, all my friends, I don't know about you, but both of us, Stephanie's best friend is Portuguese and Italian. My friends all tan. They were all dark skinned. And you think you're going to like change your skin. I don't know what I was thinking as a kid. Yeah. So a lot of my uh, best friends were Cuban. So they had that beautiful, oh, like caramel yes. skin and we would be out at the pool all day. And I grew up literally a pool in my backyard, the ocean in my backyard. So we would be on the boat, tubing, wave runner, pool, nonstop all day long from 8am till 8pm. And I would get so unbelievably sunburnt because like I said, I was hanging out with my friends who were able to tolerate the sun where I was not, and my nose would peel so bad that it would bleed, and it is so bad. I went to the dermatologist recently, and I'm like, why is the skin on my nose so dry? I have, like, chronic dry skin on my nose, and they're like, you've had so much sun damage done to yourself at a young age that we just have to keep watching it because you are going to have skin cancer on your nose. We just have to keep freezing it different spots on your nose so it hopefully doesn't grow i've already had like a bunch of spots frozen whatever that's i don't know the technical term but they like freeze blast your nose so the cancer can stop growing so what what, like what made you want to go to the dermatologist all the time because i feel like so many people are afraid to go i love you know what i am a big medical girl Mm. i think not knowing is just why wouldn't you want to know? I would rather go to the doctor and have them say there's nothing wrong with you than wait it out and you go in and it's too late and we're like, we got to take your whole nose off. <laughs> so like I said, in Florida, it's very, it's like so common. I, every person down here, all the parents, all the dads, they all had like stitches from like having to get skin cancer cut out of them because you, when I say Florida, it's different than Orlando. It's different than mm-hmm. Miami. It's different than mm-hmm. Boca. Key Largo, Florida is basically growing up in the Bahamas. It's an oh, island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody down here has had skin cancer. Every single person, even if you're not a ginger. I am just developing it sooner than all my friends because I am a ginger. I'm sure my friends are going to get it when they're 40. But luckily, they're still, they go out on the boat and they never wear sunscreen still. And we're in our 20s now and you've got to start protecting your skin. Yeah. And also wrinkles. It's just so I I feel very lucky that 
not lucky that my mom had skin cancer, but, you know, kind of lucky that it was somebody in my family to kind of give me a wake up call. So that's why I go in all the time, because seeing that happen to my mom was like, she looked like Frankenstein. They were cutting her off so bad. That's so crazy. I'm I'm so happy that you took it so seriously, because I feel like you could have just let it go, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. No, I take I take that so seriously. I'm scared. I'm scared. Like, I'm joking about it. And I'm laughing about it. But having your nose cut off is watching it happen to your mother is so disturbing. And knowing that that is your future, like it's inevitable. I know it's going to happen to me. So I'm just trying to make a joke out of it while I can, because I'm just waiting for them to be like, yeah, we got to do Moe's on your nose because it's it's going to happen. That's really, that's really, that's really cool. Um, So Mm -hmm. on your TikTok page, I have so much I want to talk to you about with the TikTok page because I love it. Like you can, I'm sure people who are maybe just like, oh, I have to go on her TikTok right now and scroll down. I mean, it's so fun to just watch you because you're so entertaining, but positive. And like, there's something electric about you when you're talking on TikTok. But you did this one that so many of our followers tagged us in. But you were talking about the trend with so many people dyeing their eyebrows blonde. Or I'm sorry, bleaching them blonde. Yes. And you were like, we have been ridiculed our whole life for these brows. Okay, going back to the bullying, I think I was more bullied about not having eyebrows than having red hair. Like everyone's like, why don't you have eyebrows? You look like an alien. (laughs) And the fact that that is a trend now is so unbelievable. Because first of all... I don't know how old you guys are, but growing up, it was not a thing. You weren't, we weren't coloring in our eyebrows in high school yet. That happened after I graduated high school. So I was just walking around with these white, wispy eyebrows with no shape, nothing going on. And I look back and I'm like, I could have just dyed them. But then after high school, I spent so long, like I used just for men beard dye to tint my eyebrows now yeah. to give me some sort of color up there. And then all of a sudden TikTok's like, oh, we're all bleaching our eyebrows. What the heck? <laughs> what What the heck? I and know. being a ginger was trending this fall. Did you guys see that? Yes. Everybody was dyeing their hair a copper color. I'm like, wait a minute. All right, hold on. Let's go back to the gingers have no soul. Everybody hated us a couple of years back. It's just crazy to me that usually like the red hair trend will come back in like the fall or like whatever. But to have the trend come back with red hair and then also they're dyeing their eyebrows was crazy to me. Like crazy. Like they're trying to look like natural redheads. I just couldn't believe that it was so on trend. I've never seen anything like that before. I can spot a dyed redhead from across the way. It's just, it is a skin tone thing. You know who is a natural redhead. And also I can spot people with blonde hair that are natural redheads. Like if you saw me in person, I have that pale skin. Mm -hmm. I have freckles. I I have like the purple undertones under my eyes. It's just a thing. Like you just know who is a ginger and who is not. Yeah. You just, it's a... What happens when you walk, like when you're in a room with a redhead or like you don't know, or like you're at the supermarket or you see someone or like whatever, what do you think to yourself when you see a redhead just walking by you? Oh, usually that they have the most beautiful hair. Uh, I personally think red hair is the most beautiful color, but it's not the redhead that I have. I like the redhead that I was when I was a child that is that flaming, beautiful orange. That's my favorite shade of red. And I just don't have it anymore. And I don't like when my hair looks faded, which is why I started getting blonde highlights. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. It was a lot of upkeep. 
I just wish that it would have stayed the flaming color, but there is another beautiful ginger on TikTok. Uh, her name is Faith and she is the most beautiful redhead I have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that you love your shade of red hair because there's Stephanie and I always say it's like a fingerprint. Like everyone's red hair is so unique that it's like you literally can't replicate it from one redhead to another. Oh, but the best thing ever. I don't, I'm sure you've experienced this. Yeah. Always the older crowd, like 60 and above, will always compliment a redhead. And it makes always. me feel so good about it. For example, I was in New Orleans and I saw a husband and wife trying to take a photo together. So I went up to them. They had to have been in their late 70s. And I said, would you like me to take a photo for you? And the man was so nice. was like, oh, I love redheads. This is my wife. She's white now. Like her hair was like a white color. She's a white color now, but she used to be a redhead. You're just so young and beautiful. Like it's just so sweet yeah. to me. And I know some people don't like I, I've seen that stigma that people are like, I don't like when older men tell me that they're into redheads. I think it's sweet. This 70 year old man meant no harm. He, it was just so nice. And I, I loved know. it. It made my whole like, I'm still thinking about it. And this happened months ago. It was so sweet. And the wife was so sweet. But the older crowd loves a redhead. They really do. I mean, it I don't know any other hair color that gets stopped like we do oh, <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the daily, right? Yes, 100%. So, okay. So what do you do with your eyebrows now? Do you just, you, you just dye them, let them go natural? Like, what do you do even for upkeep? Are you like a threader, a waxer, a tweezer? <laughs> this is a really funny story. For, for those of you who have never seen my TikTok, I post embarrassing story times or stories about my life. I like to say that I am a comedian without a live audience is how I would best describe my channel. But I did a story time. I hadn't waxed my eyebrows in over four years. Like I said, my eyebrows are very fair and I don't really grow like a unibrow or anything. I just let them go. Yeah. So I used just for men beard dye to tint them. I was getting my nails done one day and I kept seeing all these girls going back and forth into the waxing room. And I'm like, I'm going to wax my eyebrows today. I go to get my eyebrows waxed. The waxer does one strip off my eyebrow and she's like, wow, it's really red. Are you nor is that normal for you? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm a ginger. If you just touch me, I turn red. <laughs> so I leave this nail salon. And all of a sudden, I walk outside and the wind hits my face and my eyebrows are burning. I look in my car mirror, the whole skin underneath of my eyebrows and above my eyebrows was ripped off. Because yeah. my skin is so sensitive, I had these two scabs above and below my eyebrow where the wax was placed, and that was the last time I waxed my eyebrows. That was it's this like Christmas. it's like a it's like a third degree burn you got almost. Yes, yes, it was. But you know, what? no hate, no hate to the waxer. Oh, and I posted the video on my TikTok, yeah. and I got so many calls from the nail salon. I ne I didn't mention the nail salon's name because I love them in there. Yeah. Know, I'm not going to drag them through the mud just because I have sensitive skin. Yeah. So I got so many calls from the nail salon, probably because they thought I was going to like sue them or something. Yeah. yeah. And I, ha I went back in, you know, like three weeks later to get my nails redone. They're like, I'm so sorry, please. Like, we'll do anything. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. Yeah, I I'm fine. I just thought it was a funny story. You know, it was going to heal. It wasn't like I was horribly disfigured or something. And so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we had a dermatologist on, we were talking about waxing and she said that redheads actually have what's called cupero skin. And like our skin is just thinner. 
Yes. So it's like when you wax it, you're taking off layers of your skin, which is scary because like most people have that barrier that we don't have. Well, it healed nicely. Uh, it did. Fine. It did. They look great. <laughs> it's fine. I'm all good. But yeah, I just thought it was a funny story. I'm somebody that can kind of, like you said about my TikTok, thank you for saying that I'm so positive on there because I really you try are. to be, I try to be uplifting and life shouldn't be taken that seriously all the time. You got to sometimes laugh at yourself, which is my biggest motto in life. And that to me was just like a hilarious story. Like, of course this would happen to me. Yeah. No, you are so funny and people need more laughter. I'm telling you, like I can't, most of the time when I scroll through TikTok, I don't know if I'm finding people who are funny like you. Like, I don't know if I'm laughing at some of the things, like some things I'm like, oh, that's a funny one. But all of your videos are on point. Well, thank you. So that's so sweet of you to say. And just to touch on this again, I receive so many messages because I don't wear a lot of makeup. I don't, I'm not a makeup girl. I'm just kind of myself Mm -hmm. on the internet. And I receive so many messages that are like, thank you so much for being yourself on the internet. It's so nice to see a girl that looks like me be comfortable in her own skin. I receive like so many of those messages. And at first I'm like, wait a minute, are you guys trying to tell me I'm secretly ugly? Because all the messages are like, it's so nice to see a girl who doesn't fit the beauty standard. It's so nice to see a girl who looks so different. It's so nice to see a girl who has a different look. And I'm like, I didn't think I was that different looking, but you know what? I'll take it. I feel like it's really nice. And a lot of the time it is young girls. And I've even had the messages like, I love that you don't wear mascara all the time in your videos because I felt really embarrassed not having like white eyelashes. And when I was in high school, I was so, I hated that. I would never be seen without mascara on, but now I, I rarely wear mascara. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. So we love your get ready with me videos. Um, and I love what you just said because yeah, I think it's, it, it must be very, it must, I don't know if it ever tempted you, but I mean, it's super popular to like put all that makeup on and have like that drama, you know, like with the before and after. And it's really refreshing to see that you're not trying to be something that you're not. So I think that's why people are really, it's refreshing. It's just like real life. It's real humans. It's not like you trying to be uh, something you're not. Well, thank you very much for saying that. I just don't feel myself when I have a full face of makeup on. And I think part of the reason is I'm an actor and I've done press for movies and I've had my makeup done. And a lot of the times makeup artists try to match my foundation color to my freckles, which mm, then makes me like so an dark. orange color. And it mm. it's so wrong for my skin tone. And when you cover up all of my freckles, it just doesn't... It, it really doesn't look like me. So I will always opt for the more natural look, like a a light concealer, some contour and blush and a powder. I like being able to see my freckles because it just, it's not me when you're not seeing them. And I don't even have that many freckles on my face anymore, but growing up, I think because I've been out of the sun for so long, they started to fade. fade. But when I was growing up, I was the freckliest kid you could ever find. But it just doesn't feel like me when I have a full face of makeup on. I know. I know. So what's the most daring thing that you'll do with makeup? Will you do a bold lip or... Oh, yeah. I love a red lip. But I'm also... So I try to go very natural on the base, if you will. So like light on the foundation. I just... I like to let my skin breathe, if you will. I'm a glitter girl. I love it. And I also think 
gingers look kind of mythical. I heavily try to lean into that because one, my boyfriend looks like he's from Pirates of the Caribbean and I like to kind of look like I'm a fairy yeah. or like yeah, a, I love that. I, so I like that whole mythical look. So I'll go very light, but then I like glitter on my, what is this called? Like cheekbones? Yes. My, thank you. I'm like, like where you would put highlighter, you put glitter. Yes. I love yeah. like a glittery dust or on my collarbone. I will put glitter on every single day of my life. I wear, gl- I have glitter on today. I just love glitter and I'm not even going out. How does your boyfriend feel about dating a redhead? Like, does he say like, does he say like the cliche things like, oh, I'm into redheads or like, were you a surprise? Or like, I always wonder what a significant other feels like. You know what? I, I beat my boyfriend down to get me to like, or to get him to like me. So like when we I find first that hard met, to believe you're so likable. Well, you know what? We were 18 at that time. And he, boys at 18, mm. that's what a lot of people don't understand. I talk about our relationship a lot on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, I was in the friend zone. People are thinking about it like I was in the friend zone in my 20s. But friend zone at 18 is just being friends. Yeah. You know, it's it's a different time. You're so young. Like, the, I look back and like, we were babies. We were going like, we were the only two people who had moved out to California, we met in California and we were just so young. We were just like going grocery shopping together. We just didn't yeah. have any friends. But anyway, my boyfriend, uh, when I first met him, I was dyeing my hair, that flaming red color. And he thought I was so cool. He's like, what a cool look you had. You just look so cool. But he never was like, oh, I'm strictly into redheads. I'm strictly into blondes. I'm strictly into this. But I know, I know he likes a redhead. You now do? He, because of course, I just, all these years later. Well, I just got some blonde highlights and he's like, no, I like your red hair. That's so nice. You know, I have naturally curly hair, but I always just straighten it, you know, and my husband loves my curly hair and I'm always like, oh, damn, <laughs> you know, you know I what? don't want to. My boyfriend is like, I hate it when you wear mascara. I like that you don't have eyelashes. I have eyelashes. He sounds perfect. Oh, my boyfriend, Luke, is the best. He's so lovely. He's just a lovely man. You know how people say like he was written by a woman? Yeah. That's how I feel about him. He's very like poetic and delicate. So he's like, I love that when you don't wear mascara because you look so different. You look like a mythical creature. And I'm like, thank you so much. It was actually him that made me feel comfortable about not wearing mascara. That is so I just love that because so many guys would say, can you put some mascara on? No, and he's the wrong person if he's saying that. (laughs) Yeah, my my boy, I get a lot of questions from young girls about like, relationship advice, because Mm. I talk so much about it on social media. And some of these messages I get are just so sad. And I I don't want to be the person to say certain things back to people because it's not my place. But I feel like a lot of young girls have so much pressure to look a certain way to be voluptuous or to try to make themselves look overly sexualized or wear a ton of makeup. And I have never felt like that. If you've seen my videos on the internet, majority of the time I am wearing a grandma cat sweater and very little makeup. And I feel so lucky that my boyfriend is not that type of man that makes me feel bad about dressing the way that makes me feel most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's everything. The person that you're with, it should feel so easy and peaceful almost. Like it should just feel like, oh my gosh, I can finally be me. Like what a relief that you don't have to put on an act with someone you're sitting on the couch with that night. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. it's crazy. But you guys have been together for a long time, 10 years. 
No, not 10 years. Believe okay, me. Okay, but you met when you met. We you've met known each when, other. Okay. Yes, we met when we were 18, but we've been dating for four and a half years. Still we, a long time. Yes. So we could say he's a redheaded fan. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I really, really love it. So with your family too, um, absolutely love your relationship, especially with your mom. Um, I just love how close you are. So is it like, I have to ask, cause you know, sometimes social media can be kind of fake, but it's so genuine. You, I, it must be so wonderful. I feel so lucky to have the parents that I have. Both my mom, P, and Gordon, my dad, they are so supportive in everything I do. And I'm the only redhead. So I have another sister. I know, I, I, I know. Yeah. I have one sister. She's seven years older than me. And she's 5'9", blonde bombshell. My sister is stunning. Think of like Taylor Swift. My sister Yeah, I saw her TikTok. I did. I saw her TikTok. Yeah, she is gorgeous. So are you. You know what? It's really funny. This is going to make my mom pee sound really bad. But my mom would introduce us as, this is Merit, my sister. This is Merit, the, the pretty one, and Kirby, the funny one. I was known as the funny, funny one, one my whole life. Like, I don't, and I like have made a TikTok about that. Like, pee, you bitch, why would you say that about me? But I think it's funny. You know, yeah. I, we got a lot of hate on that one, but I'm like, it's just life. But yeah, so, I, I it was, I like the fact that I'm the only redhead in the family because it was taboo. Like I always sticking out like sore thumb because both my mom, my dad is kind of copper and my sister are all blondies. And so do you ever have those times in your relationship? Like I'm just thinking about my mom, you know what I mean? I love my mom. We have a great relationship, but you have those years where you fight. Do you, do you, you're not like that. No. So what you see on my TikTok is so genuine. I will never fake something. I will never lie about a story. Um, I think that is a lot of people. I don't, I don't really know. I haven't met enough influencers to really like do my research on it. But with <laughs> me, everybody who has ever met me and my family in real life is like, you guys need a reality TV show. You guys yeah, are I agree. the craziest people I've ever met because we don't fight like mother and daughter. If we fight, it's something stupid. And it's more so like siblings. For example, I ate the last orange the other day that my mom bought and she was like, Kirby, you bitch. And I'm like, that's our fights. It's really stupid. It's yeah. not like <laughs> the typical mother daughter fights. It's like a roommate. And my boyfriend, Luke is like, P is not a mom. P is your sister. Yeah. In case you guys don't know, P is my. I keep calling P her is, P. No, no, I know yeah. that you don't speak. You don't tell your mom. You don't say your. You don't call them mom and dad. And tell me, I remember this video that you did. But um, tell the listeners about why that came, how that came about. Is your sister? She does the same thing, or is that a you thing? It's a me thing. So I do not call my mom and dad mom and dad. I call them by their first names. I started doing that first with my father when I was about six years old. Because I had a best friend. She's still my childhood best friend to this day. Her name is Katie Shue. Katie Shue would come to my house all the time and just call my dad Gordon. Like, didn't call him like Mr. Johnson or whatever. It was just like, oh, Gordon, 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 when we were six. So then I started calling my dad Gordon. Because she was at my house all the time. So then I was only calling my dad Gordon. And then, side note, P is not my mom's real name. My mom's real name is Ree. R-E. 
like return, reject, rerun. Yeah. Yeah. That's my mom's name. Re. Re. Re is obsessed with Pee Wee Herman. Absolutely obsessed with Pee Wee Herman. I am too. If I had the chance to meet a celebrity, it would be Pee Wee Herman and Polly D. I love them. But anyway. Polly D is from where Stephanie and I are from. That's so funny. I love Polly. Anyway, back to the P story. My mom is so obsessed with Pee Wee Herman that for years I was calling her P. Ree. So then over time, P. Ree shortened to P. P. So I've been calling my mom by her first name since middle school, but it was just Ree back then. Then it was P. Ree. Now it's P. I love it. I love it. I, I think this is so another refreshing story about just a mother daughter relationship that isn't contentious (laughs) and you know what nobody from my hometown calls people's parents like mr and mrs smith mr and mrs jones it was all you call the parents by their first names Mm. so when i first when luke my boyfriend started coming around to my house he would call my parents mr and mrs johnson my parents were like who the is that that's not that's not us (laughs) please do not call us that like you have to call us p and gordon i love it i think that's so great so what do you think your mom like if your if your mom could give advice on how to raise a confident redhead daughter like you what would she say i give all of my confidence to my parents because all of it i have never this is this is so true i have never felt unsure about myself Mm. I have never felt awkward because my parents are so uplifting. And let's get one thing clear. I was a ugly looking kid in middle school. No, no, I'm being honest here. I really was. But my parents were like, Kirby's amazing. Kirby's the greatest. So I never felt uncomfortable. And it's not a cocky thing. I just never felt like there was something wrong with me, which I think yeah. a lot of young people go through, especially being a redhead, being so pale, being a ginger, growing up on an island where everybody's tan and gorgeous. Yeah. But my parents were like, your differences are what makes you the best. So I felt so great. Self-assured. Yeah. So self-assured. And I did musicals growing up. By all means, I do not have the best singing voice. I just don't. I am just a very theatrical person. But my parents went to every play practice, every like show, all of it. And you know what? Most people, I think, in middle school and high school are trying to run away from their parents or they're ashamed of them. Yeah. I would love it when my parents came to my, like, after school rehearsals. I would wave to them. I would be like, that's my parents back there. (laughs) And it it just, I have such a good relationship with them because they were so uplifting. They never were like, you should try harder about this. Your grades, blah, blah, blah. You should do everything I did was, you're the best. You're trying. That's great. I think you're the best. And that's great. That's the, a, that's the secret. And now you're spreading that all over social media, that confidence. I it started raise, with you and now it's like millions. I'm telling you, I want to raise my child the same way that my parents raised me because it wasn't, um, they're not strict. The, the biggest policy for them was like trust and don't get in a car if you've been drinking or somebody's been drinking. That's the biggest thing. And it made me not ever want to go to a party because my parents were like, if you want to go to a party, go. But because they allowed me to do all these things, I felt no need to do them. My parents were like, if you want a boyfriend, have a boyfriend. You want to drink? Great. But do it safely. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's ridiculous to think that we're not going to do that stuff, you know, but I never did. I still don't drink and I'm 27. 
And my first boyfriend I ever had was Luke at 22 years old because I didn't feel the need to like sneak around with a boy or anything because my parents were so honest and open and everything's okay. Just make smart decisions. I, I, I love it. I love it. And I love when you when you show them on TikTok videos. And I have to say, they seem like they like it. Like I was like, I see their faces sometimes and they look like they're enjoying themselves. And I was like, I think, do they think you're so cool? <laughs> like, my, they're like, I have the coolest daughter in the world. They think they are the coolest parents in the world. My <laughs> parents are, are hams. They freaking love the spotlight. <laughs> I could uh, tell it's written all over their faces when they're in the video with you. <laughs> My first very viral video was a video about a pole. So during quarantine, I got a pole, like a stripper pole in my living room. I'm not a stripper. I just like Cirque du Soleil. So I wanted to learn how to do it. Yeah. And my first very viral video, I think it has like 39 million views, was my parents spinning around and dancing on the pole. And ever since then, they're like, a star is born. They're like, everybody's on your TikTok for us, Kirby. And it's so cool because when I go out in public with them, people aren't just recognizing me. They go up and they talk to my parents. like, And they love it, right? Yes. And they call them <laughs> P and Gordon. So like, and the, even people will be like, is it okay if I call you P? And my mom's like, yes, that's my name. Like, it, it is the craziest thing. My parents love the TikTok fame. They're so proud of me. They're the most supportive parents in the world. So how, how do you feel like when, when you go to California or you're auditioning for things, do you turn to them for advice? Like you're nervous oh, yeah. or... They must they must be the the reason that you're so ambitious and you know you're you're doing all of this work. I mean, if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be able to do it. And it is so incredibly hard one to go out to California mm-hmm. and two you need a strong support system. Right. I think a lot of people at 18 move to California, they get in with a really bad group of people or they start thinking like, "Oh, I should go to the bars and mingle. Like, I'm sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news to people wanting to be an actor. Like meeting somebody in a dark, dingy bar is never going to work for you. Like that's like how every bad story starts. Um, So I feel very lucky that my parents were like, this is a Harry Potter reference, you know, and they're like, oh, they're so excited. We have a witch in the family. That's like my parents like, oh, we have an actor in the family. It was so cool for them. So I call my mom on I'm home a lot of the time. My parents live in Key Largo, Florida, but um, I come visit them all of the time. Or even when I'm in California, they'll come out and visit me a lot. But if we are apart, I will FaceTime both my mom and my dad. This is like really embarrassing. About no. I say like upwards of 15 times a day. Really? Like over, over stupid stuff. Like, especially if I have an audition, I will make my mom do my lines with me via FaceTime to prepare for an audition or like, what should I wear? How should I do my hair? This And then I, I would just call my parents all day long. And then especially if I have to do like a self-tape audition, which is what all auditioning is right now. Nobody's right. having in-person auditions. I'll send them my tapes. They'll watch them. They'll give me notes. Usually the notes are Kirby, you're fantastic. And uh, yeah, so I... I ask them for advice over everything. How should I send this email? Will you spell check this for me? What should I eat for dinner tonight? The stupidest things. I ask my It's like really embarrassing how No, no, I love it. Like you said, I think people really don't know how close of a family we are. And even my boyfriend is so disturbingly close with my parents. Like they will 
gang up on me. Like my mom and my, dad. Will, my, oh, they do that to me too. Like my I sister will gang up on me with my husband and my parents. And I'm yeah. like, I am in the loop here. Like, don't I gang up on me. I know. I Believe me, I know. Oh my gosh. So what's next for you? You know, can you say like any exciting projects? I mean, you know, I feel like you have so much going on. So I don't know if you saw, I did just do an episode on Amazon Prime's Daisy Jones and the Six. I just finished the book. I'm starting the series tonight. Oh, it was by far the best series I have ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because they graciously put me in an episode. I can't show. wait to see you. Oh, it's so lovely. I love I it, it's the best show I've ever seen. But that is what I have just recently been in. Other than that, uh just doing my TikTok, YouTubes. I just started a Snapchat account. I don't know what I'm doing on there, to be honest, but I'm working on it. <laughs> same, um, same. Oh, it's so hard to figure that app out. I, feel I like can't I'm, figure it out. I have to ask our employees, like, what do I do? How do I use this? <laughs> I feel so bad that I have ever, ever been short with my parents ever about like teaching them same. about social media because now I feel like what the f- am I? I don't know how to do it. I feel like I am like in the old person asking for help on social media now. But anyway, yes, just auditioning. So put the, put the good vibes out that I book a role. Oh, oh, I have no doubt that you're going to have such a strong, strong career. I just feel it in my bones. One last question before we go. I, I was just wondering, when you're auditioning, do you feel like it's easier to audition with your blonder hair than your red hair? Do you feel like you get different roles? Yes. 100%, which is why I started dyeing my hair blonde in the first place. So, I was like wondering, I said, it must be easier for you. The first time I ever dyed my hair was in, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to give you a long answer here. The first time I ever <laughs> dyed my hair was when I was in high school and I started dyeing it more vibrant red because I was a competition dancer and I wanted to stand out on stage. Hmm. So like I said, my hair is a strawberry blonde. So sometimes it looks kind of like faded red and I wanted to spice it up. Yeah. So when I moved out to California at 18, I started realizing it's so hard to play somebody's daughter if you have flaming red hair, because not a lot of people do. You could play the quirky best friend, but the uh, you needed to be kind of um, neutral, or at least that's what I thought in the beginning. Yeah. Because like, let's say if Mark Ruffalo is playing your dad and Scarlett Johansson is playing your mom, they're not going to cast a flaming redhead ginger, but you could get cast if you have a more muted copper, you know, like a strawberry blonde tone, it's more realistic. Um, So that's why I actually started dyeing my hair. I got highlights. Then when I booked the role, I play Hannah Grace in a movie called The Possession of Hannah Grace. Yeah. Loved it. And it is opposite of Shay Mitchell. She's the lead actor. So she had dark brown hair. So they wanted somebody with light colored hair, which was great because I had blonde highlights. It was like strawberry blonde. And it was down to my butt. My hair was so long and they cut it off. They cut my hair to my chin. And that's how it I looked really good on you, though. I did love that Thank look. because I don't know if it's like your like physique or like your bone structure, but it looked nice. I felt like Daisy in um, The Great Gatsby. Yeah, it was very much like that. I loved it on you. Thank you. So yeah, I had the short hair and then I was like, I want to switch it up. So that's when I started dyeing it platinum white. I was like Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Then that ruined my hair. So then I grew it out, went through quarantine. I started dyeing it a little copper. I got a few um, like glosses in my hair. So I was going red again. 
And now it brings us to us here with the blonde highlights. I do feel like you get different auditions mm. based off of the hair color. When I had short hair, I was auditioning a lot to play a lesbian. Okay. When Yes, because it. It, it was like a more like edgy thing. Also gothic because I had short platinum white hair. So I was auditioning for like gothic roles. Yeah. So just whatever hairstyle you have is always going to change what type change. of auditions you get. Okay. And last question. So tell me in 20 years from now, right? You have your daughter, Sunshine, who's a redhead. You have your boyfriend. You are, I don't know where you'll be living. But let's just say you're, you're in Florida with your, with your parents. What will your hair, what do you think it'll be like in 20 years? Like when you, who God knows what social media will be like then. What do you think you'll, like in your later years, what hairstyle and what hair color will you have? Will it be vibrant? Like, I wonder what it will be like. I can already tell you this right now. When I am 30, I'm going to chop my hair off to my chin. I was debating on chopping my hair off to my chin like a good two months ago. And instead, I decided to get bangs. Um, I Something about me is I don't feel... I wouldn't classify myself as a sexy person. That's just not how I... I'm cute. But you that, feel I'm, sexy? When I have short hair, I feel sexy. And that's oh, the only I get time... It. I get it. That's the only time in my life that I've ever felt sexy is with short hair. So I love a short hair moment. But again, I, I do think it kind of puts you in a box for auditions. For example, when I, I really believe the reason I booked the role on Daisy Jones and the Six is because I had red hair and bangs. Because it looked very yeah. 70s. The show takes place in the 70s. It's a very yeah, 70s yeah. look. But yeah. in the next, in 20 years, I picture myself with short hair, still strawberry blonde. I will always, I, I will never dye it fully platinum white again. Actually, I don't want to say never say no. <laughs> Who knows? I might get bored in the next few months, but I I'll be a strawberry blonde. I think That's I'll keep awesome. the color I have now. I feel most confident actually when I have some blonde highlights because then it makes the red underneath pop more. Sometime in the future, can you share all your kid photos on TikTok of your uh hair? Oh, yes. Yes, of I, course. I would love to see more unless I missed it. I was like, I was no, scrolling never... and scrolling the other day. And I was like, I know I want to see baby pictures. I even Googled it. I was like, I, want to see I don't baby think pictures. I've ever posted baby photos, but you must have been one. the cutest. I was cute as a baby. And then I got ugly. You did. I, no, I did. Everyone's <laughs> going to say that you were so great from the start. Watch. I bet. Okay, well, then they're lying. But I know in my heart of hearts, believe me, I know. I know. <laughs> well, Kirby, thank you so much for coming on. I just love you. And you are everything and more than what I expected you to be, especially, you know, you never know when you meet someone from TikTok. You never know. And you are just everything. That is so, believe me, I will come back on anytime you want me. This has been a blast. I loved this. Thank you so much for even thinking of me to bring me on. Oh, of course. Of course. Talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. So I hope everyone really enjoyed our episode with Kirby. Um, like I said, Stephanie was totally there with me in spirit mm -hmm. talking to her because yeah. Stephanie, like when she was talking about her strong relationship, especially with her mom, I was thinking about how you were so close with mom growing up. 
like I feel like you had such a funny and still do a funny, funny relationship with mom. Like you call her like your little caterpillar cucumber. I know you I call her funny, these, names. Like, funny names. <laughs> and I feel like you guys always had a really funny relationship too growing up. Yeah, we really are still, I mean, closer than ever. I think it changes as you get older for the better, you know, especially with our mom who I, she's, she loves us at any age. But I think as we got older, we really bonded more, you know, with Mm -hmm. mom, with getting our nails done and going out to lunch. And I know when Isla was born, she was like, I can't wait to be able to take her to lunch. And my (laughs) mother-in-law was like, yeah, wait 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I really, I, our mom is amazing and she's so herself and she has so many great qualities and I'm I'm really thankful to have a great relationship with her. And I think, yeah, we have a fairly funny relationship, especially when we were younger with her. And I, re- I remember when you came to... Well, St- Stephanie was always... I guess Stephanie reminded me a lot of Kirby growing up. Like, Steph, you were full of energy. You had... She always had like something really funny to say. And we always said like she was the comedian of the family because Stephanie always says really funny things. And you would just say the funniest things to mom. And she would just like that time you were like, I'm going to, you were doing her hair. Remember you were sitting on top of the couch. Yeah. And you were like doing her hair. hair. (laughs) And mom would just let you do it, which I feel like that took years and years for her to like allow you to touch her face and hair. (laughs) And she doesn't like us to touch her glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know when I was talking to Kirby, I was like, oh my gosh, but I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we call her Her Jan, but you do call her BLT. Yeah. Which... We don't have well, I don't to go think it's into appropriate. it. It's not appropriate for the podcast. Yeah, but she loves to be called like we have certain like when she's being like a little a B and then a BT and then a BLT. But it's just yeah. something funny <laughs> that we call our mom. And it's funny too because she really embraces just her nicknames. Yeah, her nicknames. And looking back to, I think one of the things that she taught me being a mom now is just let your kids, you know, if they want to put try to put fake BO in your hair, just do it. Like kind of let them <laughs> explore and do what they want to do. And I think that's the beauty of what mom and dad parenting. Like they really let us do what we want. Whatever. Yeah. Well, because now that I know they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, we want to do whatever we want. Yeah. So you two can do whatever you want. Yeah. That's, that was the dynamic. And yeah. that's still the dynamic is mm-hmm. like, they want to do what they want to do. We want to do what, they, what we want to do. And it kind of works out. And I think it's really funny, but I hope everyone really enjoyed the episode with Kirby because I really took from it her positivity in life. She's mm. so upbeat. She, is so excited to just, you know, live life. Like you can just hear it in her voice. And I That's wanted... That's so wonderful. I know. And I I hope that her energy, you know, gives everyone a great Mother's Day. Mm. And I also, I also wanted to talk about how she loves being an aunt. You know, her sister has kids, just like mine, just like you, Steph. Mm-hmm. And um, after we stopped recording, actually, I asked her what she was up to. And she was like, oh my God, I'm going to babysit i think it was three of her nieces and nephews like she was going to babysit them and we talked about being an aunt and so you know 
aunts can be celebrated on Mother's Day. Of you know, like there's so many different ways that people can celebrate Mother's Day. Yep. And I thought that, you know, this episode um, would be so great. And of course, last week we had Morgan Marie on, who was also a mom of soon to be five. So we really wanted to celebrate motherhood and all of the beauty that comes with it. So I thought it was a really great, great conversation. So it's time for question and answers. Uh, daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, and direct messages. And we thought it would be fun to bring these to the How to Be a Redhead podcast. And so we hope uh, now this is episode six of the season. We hope that you're enjoying the question section at the very end. So we are going to answer three questions now. But if you want to send in your questions, email h2barpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or TikTok. And our handle is at how to be a redhead. So let's get into it. So Megan on Instagram said, what exactly is finally glossy? So super excited that we get to talk about this. We actually have the product in hand and we it's done with production. We shared a reel last week. Um, If you haven't seen it, check it out on our pages. But it is a a video showing the bottles of Finely Glossy being filled. Filled. And what it is, is it is a shampoo for redheads. And what's very unique and different about this product is if you are a natural redhead and you've never touched your hair and you're afraid to use a product that will alter your hair and you but you want something to add shine and help strengthen and add hydration as well to your red hair you're going to want finely glossy also for those who dye their hair and who maybe are experiencing the dye is drying their hair out and they need to incorporate a shampoo to add again strength, shine, and hydration, you're going to want finely glossy. So when you see the product, right, Adrian, you're going to be a little mm-hmm. like it is red and it's a deep red. But when you pour it out of the bottle, you'll see the color isn't as dark as when you first initially see it in like actual in the bottle. In the bottle, yeah. And it's it's made to just work just like a shampoo, and and it will add just gloss and shine and you can leave it on for several minutes um while you like you know do whatever you got to do in the shower shave that's what I kind of do and it's awesome too because it is if you're ready for all of this but it's paraben free sulfate free petroleum free mineral yeah. oil free vegan cruelty free no perfumes silicone free formaldehyde free um cocoa metaprol Betine, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. Free. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and free of gluten. So it's all of that. Um, so it's clean and plant-based formula. So it's our first product from our hair care line. And we are just really, really excited. Um, but I we wanted to make a note that it won't change the color of your red hair, Adrian, right? That's yeah. like it's not, it's not, it is very important. And we have it all of this is color on the depositing shampoo. It's not a color depositing shampoo. When Stephanie and I, we know we have a whole line of hair care products that we are working on as we speak. And we thought what has to be the first product? Like and we wanted it to really feel like it's the foundation of our hair care line. And 
we wanted this to be just like our other products, a universal products that mm-hmm. all redheads can use. That's not going to alter your hair, but it's going to give you help to strengthen, shine and add hydration with great ingredients like vitamin B3, olive oil, coconut oil, green tea. And all of these important ingredients were chosen by Stephanie and I to give shine and luminosity to red hair without getting a vibrant you know, up like, uh, like a pop in your hair, you know, that will come and we will come out with color depositing shampoos, conditioners and all of that. And those are in the works. But for our very initial first product, we wanted this to be a super clean, really great product that you can use. And I can tell you just from my experience, this is Adrian, I have extremely long, it's thick, it's coarse, I feel like it's a lion's mane. And when I use Finely Glossy, um, usually all I'll do is just use Finely Glossy on my hair, regular conditioner. And when I let it just air dry, I love like Stephanie and I were having a Zoom call. We both had used it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is in the beginning of our formulation. We're like, wow, like I don't even like my frizz is better. My hair is shinier. Mm -hmm. It feels softer. So that is what Finally Glossy is all about. And it launches on June 16th, which at the time of recording, it is only it's 35 days away from launch. So we will have all of the links in the podcast notes to join the wait list and to get really excited about Finally Glossy because Stephanie and I have been working on this formula for years, Stephanie, right? Like Mm -hmm. years, years and years. And for it to finally be here is really, really exciting. So Megan on Instagram, that is what we have to say about Finally Glossy. (laughs) We will have even more to talk about, but that's the gist of it. And of course, we'll be having like so many tutorials and influencers talking about the product. So we're super excited. Yeah. And next up is Rocky on t- Roxy on TikTok said, my mom isn't a redhead and I feel like she doesn't understand the struggles that come with being a redhead. In my case, I have coarse hair, blonde lashes and eyebrows and very sensitive skin. How do I make her understand? P.S. She tans at the beach. I think this is a great <laughs> question because maybe too um, on the flip side of this question is Roxy's mom may want to know, oh my gosh, I'm not a redhead and I have a redheaded daughter and I'm kind of been lost throughout the years on <laughs> what to do because I don't have red hair. And I think that's something that we have heard from moms in the past. It's something maybe is a learning experience. And with this, I will say like how to make her understand is definitely communicate with her. If you are seeking maybe some the some of the struggles like blonde lashes and you want to get a mascara like finally have lashes hint hint mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your brows and you want to get finally have brows hint hint but talk to your mom about i don't know what age you are roxy if you're listening but if you're at an age where you you know she would have to purchase it for you for for you on a computer um talk with her about okay i am wanting a mascara. I'm wanting an eyebrow product. Um, my skin is sensitive. So I need to go to the counter at a, the beauty store or go into a, a beauty store locally to get products for my sensitive skin or talk to an esthetician or a dermatologist. So mainly talking to her about your needs. And I think that will be really helpful. 
We have a really great article that we featured on howtobearedhead.com about why do we write for you. And I thought it was a really important article because within it, it basically talked about why Stephanie and I started howtobearedhead.com 12 years ago anyway. And it lists like the number one reason, obviously, is it's something that we wish we had growing up. And it lists some of the articles that we really love that just touches upon, you know, what it was like growing up as a redhead, what's so common that you know, all of us redheads feel like we have in common when we are looking for beauty or redhead advice. And then the second option, the second reason why we write for howtobearedhead.com is because we also want to influence not only the younger generation, but moms, aunts, grandmas, whoever wants to understand how it is to how to be a redhead, you know, like, what is it like? Mm. Um, there's all these articles about if you're not a redhead mom, but you have redhead kids. And so we have a list of all these articles within the article. And I think it would be really great for Roxy, who's writing in to have have your mom read these articles, you know, yeah. have her really do a deep dive into what it's like being a redhead. So she understands, have her scroll through the, how to be a redhead Instagram to see some of the funny memes that we post daily about like just the other day, we posted one right about how it is to just have, um, get a sunburn and then have to come out and people are horrified that you have a sunburn. You know, I think if she takes a deep dive into our website and our social media, she'll kind of understand what we go through. And maybe at the beach when she's tanning, she'll understand that you need shade and you need SPF. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it's just about understanding what the what what a redhead needs because you're probably um, I don't know her I don't know Roxy but she probably doesn't tan she probably has those you know stereotypical redhead traits so mm -hmm. I think if you just maybe confide in your mom and communicate it might go a long way 100% yeah and the last question is from Ray on Instagram DM how did how did I not find you sooner I'd love to promote this brand. My ginger friends need this. And it was all an exclamation point. So love, we get these all the time. And it's something we work with influencers, um, micro and macro influencers. So if you're mm -hmm. listening and you want to promote um, and be a part of some of our campaigns in the future for our new launches, email us at info at howtobearedhead.com and... We love if you just include a little bit about yourself and your social handles and and yeah, and then we review with our team. Yeah. And we love to work with influencers. We also have people who have like no influence at whatsoever and they are moms or whoever. Mm -hmm. And we have sent out like, like cards that we have that you can like pass out. Like I know my mother-in-law who's a redhead, she loves to pass out these cards. Basically, when you see a redhead, it just is like, hey, like you're spotted, you're a gorgeous redhead do you know about how to be a redhead? And it'll give you like a list of all of our social media and a discount code to shop with us. So if you are really excited and you want to pass out those cards, you can always write our team and we will send you out a package so that you can spread the word about how to be a redhead. But we love getting these messages. We get them almost daily. And we're so happy that you're so excited because as we continue to grow, we love your enthusiasm. It keeps us going. And all the time, Stephanie, right? When we're developing a product, we're like, do you think they'll like it? Do you think they'll yeah, like yeah. this? Do you think they'll want it? So we're thinking about you guys all the time. So I think that that's really cool that you want to promote us because we're thinking about you too. So it's a full circle of love. Yeah. 
And we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode and have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day, however you're celebrating, whether it's with your mom, any special women in your life, friends, neighbors, uh, siblings, it, you know, we can list any grandmothers, aunts, everyone in your family you can celebrate for or on Mother's Day. And or you're just celebrating by yourself. You why not? You know, you just do you. And we hope that you're having just have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. And want to help us spread the news about the how to be a redhead brand in this podcast? Please give us a five star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on our website, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned and so much more rock Rock like redhead. redhead